Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into our last live hour of uh, Hurricane Ida coverage. We've got an Ida update. We'll be following this program at 11 as a compilation of the day's events. And uh, this hour we're going to be talking with Doug Sinceri, host of All Things Legal. He's also the owner-operator of J. Douglas Sinceri, Nico and Sinceri Law Firm, LLC. And he hosts the All Legal, All Things Legal Sunday mornings, 8 to 10, which my horse, Scout, loves to listen to. I've got a radio in the barn, and he never misses an edition of All Things Legal. Doug has uh, prosecuted over 2,000 wind and flood claims since Hurricane Katrina. So he knows of what he speaks. He has put together what uh, looks like a Hurricane Insurance Ida Claims uh, either 101 or 1001. Doug, is it 1001 or 101? It's what is the 1001. Freshman year. 1001. Freshman year. Freshman right. year. Freshman year gotcha. at LSU. <laughs> now, tell me about these 2,000 cases you've prosecuted. What would be your percentage, your win-loss percentage on those, or at least we, we, satisfaction, we settled, unsatisfaction? We settled 99.9% of them. We wow. tried about five of them, and mm-hmm. um, we were batting about 800. And, yeah. and one – and so these settle. And so, you know, what, what happens is the insurance companies come in and sort of give a lowball estimate of the damages. And also, too, you know, they, you sort of have to self-educate yourself as far as the contents claims and additional living expenses claims and put it in a format that is digestible for the insurance company. And then we usually get called in when – the insu- you know, when the homeowner or the business owner hits a brick wall and can't get any more money out of the insurance company voluntarily. So basically we go in there, file supplemental claims, you know, get, get our contractors in there to look at the damage. Um, sometimes we get it early on. And then we file a supplement. Now the law says that an insurance company has to pay what's undisputed. And if they don't pay what's undisputed within 30 or 60 days, they could be penalized with attorney fees and penalties. And, I mean, if you think about this, Don, if somebody owes you $10, if you got $5 in your pocket, it's a lot easier to collect that remaining $5 as opposed to, you know, if they hold, you know, they hold the entire $10 back and they negotiate with you then. And so the, the concept uh, is under Louisiana law is 
if an insurance company knows there's a certain amount of damages and they can't disagree with that, they have to tender that money unconditionally. So, for example, let's say an insurance adjuster comes to your home and he, um, he estimates there's $50,000 worth of damage over and above the deductible. They have to pay that. Then if you make a supplemental claim and they look at the estimate and they see there's additional damage they missed, they have to pay what was missed within 30 or 60 days or they could have penalties and attorney's fees. So part of it is just putting a full court press on the, on the insurance companies to make sure they pay what's unconditional. And then whatever's disputed, we file suit and we, you know, we, we, we file a lawsuit and we end up mediating it 99% of the time. In fact, in, yeah. in, I think in March, April, and May, I think we did 200 and some odd mediations with, uh, for Katrina. March, let's see, March, April, and May in 2008, we did almost two or 300 mediations. We did eight mediations a day, five days a week, hmm. and we resolved yeah. them all. So that's, that's basically – Great track record. Yeah, and, and the insurance companies want to, want to resolve, but sometimes you have to – like I say, you have to put the John yeah. Wooden full court press <laughs> before they decide they want to settle. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I heard you make a comment that you said, um, just remember the adjuster works for the insurance company. They don't work for you. Uh, I've had a great adjuster. I mean, he came out and he found things and suggested things to me that I would have never thought of. So I felt really good about it. But on the other hand, I've had people tell me that, look, that adjuster just bites them tooth and nail and wants to throw this out and disclaim that and that. What is the deal with an adjuster since they work for the insurance company? I call it claims adjuster roulette because you might ring up a good one and you may run, ring up not so good one, not so a good one. I remember in 2005, um, I was representing a company that represented had catastrophe adjusters. And, you know, I walked in on September 7, 2005. I saw a room full of about 150 people, and I, you know, I asked the owner, What's going on there? He says, we're doing a three-day claims adjuster class. So a lot of blackjack dealers, waiters, people in the hospitality <laughs> industry were being trained to – In three days. In three days to, to go out and have warm bodies. Now, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. That was back 16 years ago. But my mm-hmm. point is this. If you've been in the construction industry for 30 or 40 years, a lot of ex-contractors or roofers who don't want to get on hot roofs, 100 degrees, you know, 100 degrees – in the middle of August on, you know, metal, you know, metal roofs anymore, they become claims adjusters. And they tend – they have a tendency to be good because they have a lot of experience in the, in the um, construction industry. And they understand that if you have a 95-mile-an-hour wind sustained for five or ten minutes, your roof's going to be shot. You know, they have a lot of construction knowledge. But then you have a lot of claims adjusters who may not have a lot of construction experience. And what you do is, if you're not sure about what you're doing, you have a tendency not to assess damages. In other words, if you, you, if you saw the 50-50 and you really don't know and you're not experienced, you can't really get in trouble for assessing the damages on, you know, for the adjustment. Whereas I think they feel like, well, I'd get in more trouble if I assess something that I shouldn't have. So they mm-hmm. sort of tighten up and they're sort of, you know, a lot of them are real tight with the adjustments. Now, you have some adjusters who are wonderful, who go in there, spend a lot of time. They know where the hidden damages are. 
They know where the inconspicuous damages are. They know if the um, ceiling's got, um, you know, ceiling um, stain. They also know that the, the, the insulation above that's probably wet too. So they know, have an understanding of construction, and they could give you a good adjustment. Like today, I've heard both sides of the story. I heard one where an adjuster was a real cowboy and seemed to give great enjoyment in excluding damage. Hmm. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and then I well, heard another one say my adjuster came over, spent two hours, and they did a wonderful job. Yeah, so well, I guess I got lucky and, and got one. But got explain lucky. to me this. How are adjusters paid? Are they paid on how much they write? Are they paid on how much they save? What, what, what is their incentive uh, as far as making something uh, uh, good on a claim or holding it back and, and disqualifying it? Well, they, there's two components. They usually are paid by the job. A flat fee for doing the adjustment and also getting the report out. Mm-hmm. Now, in flood, which we have in St. Charles Parish and St. John's Parish, where you had where you had flood weather, lake you know before the lake used to go in 17th Street Canal by you St. John Industrial Canal. Now that that's been dammed off, the lake, when they have a storm, it goes to St. John's Parish and you know in Laplace sure, and St. Charles. Yeah, Parish. sure, sure. And so. You know, for flood under the NFIP or FEMA, your flood policy, the administrator of the flood policy, which would be state, um, all state, you know, um, some of the insurance companies, they just administer it. It's not their money. They would get 4%. But on the other hand, if they give out money that they're not supposed to and they're audited, there's a huge penalty. So, you know, the, the flood carriers like to say, oh, we get paid based on how much, you know, we, we pay out. But then again, they're very scared of getting audited, and if they get audited, they get penalized. So, you know, that balances each other out. But for the most part, uh, the claims adjusters get paid by the adjustment, mm-hmm. the flat fee. Got it. Doug, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, maybe kind of take us through the steps of the hurricane insurance IDA claims, uh, 1001, you know, the okay. steps that you'd say. If somebody hasn't done it yet, they've never filed a claim, and uh, you've got it broken down in some really nice, logical, you know, sequential steps that people need to take. I think it's really good. And maybe we'll give the website out if they want to go there and study it, too. I got happen to get a copy of it being one of your clients, and I really thank you for it. It's been very useful to me. Oh, and by the way, I got a text message in. It says, any chance we can get the real boss on the phone tonight? I can get her in the room. <laughs> I can get her in the room. <laughs> well... You know, I mean, it's it's great, you know, the real boss, and I I get to sleep with my boss, so, you know, that's a wonderful (laughs) thing, too. Well, that's enough said about that. We'll be right back after this. Doug Sinceri, host of All Things Legal, is our guest. Got an insurance question? He's the guy to talk to, 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. And our guest this hour is actually a host, the host of All Things Legal, heard on Sunday mornings, Doug Sinceri, who has prosecuted some 2,000 wind and flood claims since Hurricane Katrina with an over 99% settlement rate. And full disclosure, uh, before we took the break, I asked about the, the texter who wanted to get the real boss on the phone tonight. I uh, probably need to explain that. Some people may not get that. But uh, Doug has a promo that runs where his better half, who is his partner, uh, and there's some some controversy over whether she's the boss or he's the boss. And anyway, that's why they're asking if they can get the real boss on the phone tonight. Maybe we'll hear from him, maybe we won't. But, Doug, i got a couple of callers online, so I'm thinking what we'll do is probably you'll be 
explaining to them the insurance claims 1001 process, sure. and by that way we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll help them solve their problem and also some of these other things that people will need to do to get their policy, uh, their claims going. Let's go to Eldon listening to us in La Rose, a very hard-hit area. Oh Eldon, do you live in La Rose? Yes, I do. How much damage did you have? Oh, I got about maybe, I got three cars damaged. Uh, I lost two windows. I uh, lost the roof on the shed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm estimating about 30000 at least, maybe. Yeah. And what's your question? You're on with Doug, Doug Sinceri. I want to know, um, does the homeowner's insurance policy pay for the vehicles that were damaged, or do I have to go through the insurance company? Because I don't have collision well, that, that, that's your auto insurance. That would not be covered by homeowners. It would not be covered by homeowners? Unfortunately okay. not. And if okay. you don't have collision, yeah, that, that would, you just have liability. That would be an issue. Now, do you have, um, do you have loans on those um, cars? Uh, just one. Do you have gap coverage? No. The, the vehicles are paid for. Life? No. Okay. No, the vehicles are paid for. Okay, they paid for. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, if you have if you don't have collision, um, those th- those would be covered by um, your 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 auto policy, not your homeowners. Okay. That's not good news for you there. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, the cars the cars flooded, or was there tree damage on uh, the car? What what uh, happened to? When the carport came off, they just have plenty of scratches. Uh, the windshield's cracked. Uh, yeah. Uh, one lost the bumper, the back bumper. Uh, see, mostly, see what's, um, what's insured by your homeowners is, one, the structure. Now, your shed may be another structure because your, your other structure coverage will be 10% of your structure. So if, if you have a policy that's 140000 your other structures would be 14000 It also covers for contents, any, any items that were damaged in the storm, you know, from a roof collapse, you know, or wind-driven rain through a window or a door, um, and also your um, you have additional living expenses. You know, for um, if you had to evacuate, you know, the extra expense in doing that. That's what primarily a homeowner's policy covers. It doesn't it doesn't really cover um, automobiles. That would be a separate policy. Okay. All right, my man. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Eldon. Doug, if he if his cars would have been flooded. Would the flood insurance have covered those? No. Had they been it's covered? St- it would no. still be the auto insurance. Still be auto. Okay, yes. let's go fact, to Bobby. Doug, you had some other Yeah, comments? yeah. In fact, the flood policies are very limited. They only cover structure, and they only cover contents. They have no other coverages to it, the FEMA policy. Got Plus, it. there's no penalties and attorney's fees because it's the federal government. <laughs> They don't have to live by the same rules that everybody else does. <laughs> no, no, never do. Let's go so, to Bobby in Marrero. Bobby, you're on with Doug, Doug Sinceri. Hello, Bobby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I live in Marrero, and I had some roof damage. Uh, a little water got into my kitchen. A little water got into one of my bathrooms. Um, I have a Katrina roof on it, and I got two letters today from Allstate, one saying uh, we need to work with you. Uh, we got to know if the condition is new, above average, or average, or below average, and it's a Katrina roof. And they already told me they're going to hit me for 6500 deductible. So my question is, are they going to prorate the roof also? They, uh, do you have an ACV or RCV, actual cash value or replacement value? Do you know? 
No, sir, I don't know. Okay, if you have actual have cash a- value policy, it's an ACV, which is commonly known, they will take some depreciation mm-hmm. on your roof. If you got a replacement. About what, roughly? Um, well, Any percentage off the top? I mean, yeah, it depends on the condition before. Um, it's That's one of the things we fight about is how much depreciation you take off of roof. You right. know, because our position is the roof was working, <laughs> you know. It's not, you know, it's not like right. a, it's not like a, a half gallon of ice cream that's gone. I mean, it's it's still right. there and it's it's still structural. So, you know, the insurance companies tend to be very generous with um, depreciation. We 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 fight against that. If it's replacement cost value, it's whatever the cost of the roof to be replaced. So you have to look in your policy if it's commonly known as okay. RCV or ACV. So I'd ask your adjuster too: Is this an ACV or RCV? Now the second what, issue. And what is RCV? Is replacement uh-huh. cost value. So okay. you just have to ask your adjuster or look in your policy to see what you, what, who's your insurer? Okay. Uh, Allstate? I would guess it's an ACV, but you still have to read it. Because, you know, also, insurance policies are uh-huh. like cars. You know, some are Yugos, some are Cadillacs, and everywhere in between. Right. Okay. Also, I got another letter the same day today from Allstate, and I never ever, I've been working for 32 years, I never got a letter like this before. It says, thank you for choosing Allstate. Um, the state of Louisiana passed a new law that requires insurance policies to be canceled in writing. Is this a prelude to saying they might cancel me? I've never had a letter like this before. Well, if they if they decide to pull out wholesale, they could. They can't cancel you okay. because of the loss. They can decide right. as a company that they're not going to write in Louisiana anymore. Right. And, quote, right. They're canceling. acting like this is for my benefit, this, this letter. It says, if you decide to cancel with Allstate, please send a written communication. And I've never ever had that in 32 mm-hmm. years sent to yeah. me. I just wonder if that's something new, apparently. Now, now, let me tell you about roofs. They're sort of taking a hard line on roofs. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm repeating this. I'm just a lawyer. Who you know? Who Scout listens to every right. once in a while on Sunday mornings, <laughs> and um, every Sunday, <laughs> every Sunday, and and so. But I'll tell you what I've heard, okay, from experts and some roofers, is that you know roofing contractors, if you had winds for ninety ninety five miles an hour for more than five minutes, yeah. your roof is probably shot because seal tab but roofs are, are sealed. With seal tabs, they're supposed to be sealed. What happens is right. they become unsealed, and 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 you know what's good having a roof that has unsealed seal tab, you know seal right. tab tiles, or you know so, right. you know, a lot of what the insurance company is going to say is they're going to start out saying we want to do a patch job, right. and you're going to go absolutely not, and but some people will agree to it, and then get rid of maybe ten percent of the people. Then they'll say, well, right. we'll do a fourth of a roof. Maybe uh-huh. another 10 or 15% will agree to that, and they get rid of them. And then the people who continue to complain, they'll say, well, we'll give you a half a roof. They might get rid of another 10 or 15%. And then you go, they'll say, well, we'll give you three-fourths of a roof. And then you might <laughs> get rid of another 10 or 15%, and you got about 25% standing. That's the way they sort of do it. In this okay. storm with this wind – it's my opinion that most of these roofs are shot. There's exceptions. There's exceptions. But for the most part, these roofs are shot. And they're not going to give the – they're going to take a hard line on this. So that's what you've got to be prepared for as homeowners is when they start doing that, it's my position of this. It's like pregnant. You know, you're either pregnant or you're not. 
There's no halfway in this storm. You either need a new roof or you don't. And that's the position you have to really take because a lot of them, I, I've had adjusters already where trees went through the, you know, went through, you know, the house. And they still don't want to do a new roof. Damn. So I think the roofs are going to be where the battle lines are drawn, you know, for the next two years. Because what, what's happening what, what is some, these uh, deductibles are anywhere from five grand to 25 grand. And if they can get uh, that roof under the deductible, then they don't have to pay out. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. What about the little bit of water that goes through the attic into the kitchen? Me, is that something they're going to fight on too? Well, yeah, well, first of all, make sure they get the insulation over that because wet insulation has got to come out. Number two, okay. when you have like, let's say you have one wall in a ceiling. Well, when you have that, that's got to come out, and then you got to repaint the other three walls for matching. Right. Also, point out water stains if they're the size of a dime, because that's indi indicative of roof damage or roof failure at that area. Plus, you may have, you know, insulation that sucked up all the water, and that was, you know, that's residual. Right. So, one of the things, one of the tips I have when you have an adjuster is go through the house, you know, with a fine tooth comb, take a blue piece of tape everywhere you see a water stain so that uh -huh. when you bring the adjuster in, you just look for the blue tape for the water gotcha. stain because they're not going to see it a lot of times. You know, especially if you have a off-white off color, it's not readily visible in the walls. So right. I would go, before your adjuster comes, get blue tape and put it everywhere they're stained. Did any of the um, water come on your floors? Yes, a little bit in the bathroom, and it, and it developed a little mold around the tub already. Well, you know, the floors are interesting because we do the golf ball test with certain floors, whereas you, you drop a golf ball, and if it bounces, you know, normally, you know, your you tile you know, you might be okay, but if it sort of de dies, then there's a good right. chance you've got water under there. And so... Um, Underneath. Underneath. So... You know, there's little things you can do to help out the claims adjuster, you know. And if you find if you've got wood floors especially, and you do the golf ball test and the ball and the ball just you know, it just like drops like a tomato. Right. Then you know you got water under there and you wanna put a little blue piece of tape there so that when the adjuster comes, you can point it out to him. Right. Right. Sounds good. Okay, Bobby, thanks for the call. Uh, Doug, I have another uh, listener in Marrero and says, um, I know we had over 95 miles per hour wind. What if the adjuster does not want to replace the whole roof? Now, again, getting back to my dream adjuster that I had, I had a pine tree limb about two inches in diameter went right in through the roof, only roof Ooh. damage I had. He came out, he looked at it, and he said, you know, in all reality, you could get by with a patch. He said, but the real reality is, was many people going to need roofs. You're not going to be able to find someone that's going to do a patch. They're going to want to do a whole roof, so I'm going to write a whole roof. And I got it, a whole roof. Yeah. Would that be something you could argue if someone says, we, we're going to pay for a patch and that's it, or your, your well, deductible will, will not cover the patch, so you got to pay for that? Would, would that be something you could argue in a settlement? A, that there's a couple of options you can do. You could get a roofing consultant, and a roofing consultant should be paid by the insurance company. And a roofing consultant would define the scope of the repair and give an opinion as to whether it needs to be replaced or repaired. So there's, you know, there's roofing consultants who could do that. You'd have to pay them a fee, and they cost, they cost a little money, 
but you can ask the insurance company to reimburse you that for that. And they, you know, usually the roofing consultants that testify in court, they have credentials, and they could give an opinion. Now we had we had one on our this weekend, and basically what he does is he'll go to four por portions northeast, west, and south of the roof, and he pulls on the tiles. If more than thirty to thirty of those tiles are not sealed, he says you need a new roof um, in, in any one section. You know, so but there's different thresholds that the insurance companies use for a new roof versus, you know, maybe, a, you know, the, a lot of roofing consultants um, on the homeowner side. So what I'm hearing right now is they're not doing that test where you, you to see if they're unsealed. They want to see if the seal tabs or the tiles are creased, which is a very high bar because you're not going to have creased um, tiles. You'll have flapping tiles. But the crease tiles are not. But I think they're setting the bar very high so they don't have to replace these roofs and do patches. So you can get a roofing consultant. Or if you've got your own roofing contractor who's licensed, he can write a report stating that it is my opinion based on my experience, based on my education, based on my, um, you know, all my knowledge of roofing, that this needs to be replaced. And the cause of the replacement is the hurricane you know, wins. So you can get a report from that and present it to the insurance company. Now, again, you know, it's advocate, advocate, advocate. And so, you know, the squeaky wheel gets it. And, you know, a lot of times you're just going to have to get after it. And then, you know, you know, at some point they'll say, okay, okay, we'll just pay you. We'll, we just want to close the file. So you, you really have to advocate. Right. You know, Don, it was interesting. During Katrina, I went to speak at a church, and um, they had a lot of elderly people, and they came from a generation where they thought the insurance companies come in, find all the damage for you, and pay you. They're supposed to take care of you. It was their job. And they felt very uncomfortable about the adversarial process and the advocacy that you need in order to get, you know, the most out of the insurance company. And, you know, I was trying to trying to reach them because they just felt uncomfortable with that. And this was at a church. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And, sure. and so what I, I told them was, and look, Don, I went to Catholic school. I'm not a Bible scholar, <laughs> but I, I know enough to get by. And I said, you know, Abraham in Genesis bargained with God. He said, if there's 50 good people in um, you know, Sodom, are you going to burn the, burn the place up? And God said no. And he goes, what about 45? God said no. I think he went down to five, and he said, no, if there's five good people, I'm not going to burn the place up. Well, I said, if Abraham can, you know, bargain with God, then you sure as heck can, you know, bargain with Allstate and State Farm. No big deal. So, you know, you have to just get in that mindset that you have to advocate for you, and you, you have to keep after it until you get what you want. Well, you know, they've got these images and branding that's created through their ads, you know, in good hands and hands holding you in and like a good neighbor. And it kind of leads people to believe that these are very friendly and accommodating. But, again, they're business people, and you have to take a business attitude. Doug, yeah. we're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, somebody wants to clarify your statement about uh, roofs being shot. Ninety-five percent of the roofs in his neighborhood are majorly damaged. His is just missing a few ridge cap shingles. Should he fight? 
if they only want to pay a few hundred bucks to replace just the caps? Or should he go for the whole roof? All right, we got that. We also have a caller in Metairie. If you'd like to get on with Doug Sinceri, it's 504-260-1870. Text and talk. We're back right after. And if someone would have told me that uh, Don Dubuque and Doug Sinceri would be on the radio together at 1045 on a Wednesday evening, I'd say, you know, I'd probably have to take a Category 4 or Category 5 hurricane to get that done. Well, maybe so. And I think it's a good possibility that thing may be classified as a 5 because I'm hearing some wind speeds of 195 were actually clocked. But that's another story. We're talking uh, insurance adjustments. Doug Sinceri, host of All Things Legal, is with us. And, Doug, before the break, I had to text him and wanted to know about is it worth it for him to fight? Uh, if, he, if they want to replace uh, the ridge cap shingles, should he go for the whole roof if most of the roofs in his neighborhood are, are severely damaged? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, again, I would maybe get somebody up there who who has some expertise on causation as to why a roof is is the, has dysfunction to it. And, you know, with, they, they have little tests that they can, in 10 or 15 minutes, they can figure out whether it was, you know, if, if it was a, um, you know, due to a hurricane or not. Because mm-hmm. usually if it's something um, acute, it would be just in an isolated place, you know, or if, you know, but if it's, you have damage on all four corners or, you know, or three of the four corners, that's pretty indicative that it was from the hurricane. And so, again, if you got, you know, if you got seal tabs and they don't seal, um, I, what I would recommend, though, is the insurance company is not going to help you once they deny the roof claim. So you're going to just have to find a roofing contractor, a roofing consultant to pop up there and give you an opinion, you know, and maybe in a, you know, one of the occasions where your roof is fine, at least you got the roofing consultant up there who will confirm it. And then you can put his charges into the insurance company because you have a right to determine the um, scope of your repairs. And you got an expert up there to see what needs to be repaired and what not. And you submit it as part of your insurance claim. So I would, I would get someone up there to find out, who's an expert, and they do their little test. It only takes 10 or 15 minutes as to whether, you know, it's hurricane or some other cause. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Metairie for Agatha. Hello, Agatha. Agatha, you know, I've been doing radio for over 35 years, and you're the first Agatha I ever talked to. In fact, the really? only Agatha I knew, yeah, it was Sister Agatha. She was the principal at my grammar school, and she would crack your knuckles with one of those rulers in a heartbeat. Well, I would not do that. <laughs> Glad to hear it, Agatha. Beautiful name, by the way. All right, you're on with Doug Sinceri. You, you got a question for Thank me? you for taking my call. So, Mr. Sinceri, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, we were in the middle of updating our home, mm-hmm. and so currently we do not have any drywall or flooring, and our home sustained um, some minor damages. We have uh, a couple of roof leaks. A large oak tree fell, split in half, actually, and fell on our deck, barely missing the house. And then um, one of our, the wooden fences on one side is um, leaning in, in one way or another. So my question is, should I make a claim against my um, homeowner? Not my homeowner, my, should I make a claim? Yes, because if you have another storm, the damage, even if it's under your deductible, that damage will be used to eat up your deductible if you have, an, you know, God forbid, another storm. So there's there's no harm in 
in filing a claim because it's not going to affect your rates since it's a hurricane. So it's against the law. Okay. It's basically illegal to raise your rates based on a hurricane or because you made a claim during a hurricane. So I would say make the claim and see where you come out. Now, again, damage is inconspicuous. Like, for example, when I went to my office for the first time on Tuesday, um, it was fine. I came back today, and I had roof collapse. I mean, ceiling collapse. So a lot mm -hmm. of this damage, you know, may manifest. You you may have more. You, you may be aware of the damage when you have your next rain. So um, especially oh. from the roof. So, so um, yes, ma'am. And then it doesn't matter that I was in the middle of updating my home, no. and I have no drywall or flooring. No, I mean it, you you do it as okay. you know the, you, they repair the damage as it is so if you didn't have okay yeah absolutely i mean it's still a loss a loss so is yeah, a, it's loss. a loss right exactly right okay so i would file okay. the claim if nothing else so that you can have uh -huh. a document in case there's another loss from a hurricane you can use you those damages that are under your deductible will have eaten up that portion of the deductible so if you have another loss you you know you won't have to get a second you know have you won't have to have a sec go through damage a second deductible. Also, I would All right, you great. Know. Okay, thank you. No, no you, you you had a other comment. No, I, I would I would just say you know keep an eye out because a lot of these you know see, you know the, this this water damage in the ceiling, you know it, it manifests later, or you don't see it the first time. So just you know just just be aware of it, look for it, and if you see it, I, I like I like the blue. You know, the blue tape, you know, you stick it on there because you can't remember it all, all the time so that when the adjuster comes in, they'll see everything. Okay, I guess good luck and thank you for the call. Doug, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, i got a very interesting question. You know, you talked about the adjuster works for the insurance company. Someone wants to know, should they get a private adjuster? Are they available? And is it uh, cost effective to get your own adjuster? We'll be right back with Doug Sinceri, host of All Things Legal. Get your questions and comments in 504-260-1870. With Doug Sinceri, host of All Things Legal, about insurance claims, how to file them, how to settle them, what to do if your adjuster is one of those ones that just enjoys turning down your claims. Uh, Doug, uh, I got a feeling what you're going to be doing for the next couple of years, judging yeah. from the telephone calls and the text messages that are coming in. It's endless, the possibilities, and you're going to be a busy guy. But uh, getting back to that text before we broke, uh, private adjusters, uh, do they have such a thing? Are they easy to find? And, boy, I'd sure love to have one working for me instead of the insurance company. He comes out, does everything he can, gets you know everything that I'm entitled to, and then he puts it into a nice, neat package, and it goes along with my insurance claim. Sounds pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, the public adjusters have sort of been limited in Louisiana. Um, they, you know, they, in Texas, the storms say you know they have pretty free reign. Um, you know, Louisiana Bar Association said private adjusters are, in essence, when they negotiate with insurance companies, they may be practicing law. I think it's just lawyers trying, you know, the law, you know, bar association or whoever is just trying to protect their turf for whatever reason. And that's another that's discussion for another day. Now, my recommendation would be, and this is hard to find, is, you know, if you could find a contractor who uses the Xactimate program and um, the same, which is the same program as the insurance companies to do the estimates, 
And when you have that, it's easier for the insurance companies to digest because a lot of contractors just write a one- or two-page estimate, and the insurance companies kick it back saying we need more detail. But if you could get a contractor who uses Xactimate, but in this time, they really don't have the time to do it. Um, they are, you know, we have building consultants who work for us who who do the estimates in the Xactimate program, and you just pay them a flat fee, and they would um, give you the estimate so you can have something to give to the insurance company. So that would be one way of, you know, doing that. Um, you could get a public adjuster um, They you know, the downs, they, they, they use the Xactimate program, and they're very knowledgeable on how to quantify damages. The downside is they really don't have an enforcement mechanism if they get enough loggerheads. Whereas, you know, attorneys, you know, we can file suit, and then, you know, in a lot of these cases, you know, we take the depositions of claims adjuster, and we find out, you know, why they didn't do things, you know. For example, in one of the trials, they said it took them 10 months to pay our doctor his business interruption insurance because they were so busy. And I pointed out to the jury that we rebuilt the Superdome in nine months. They sure could sign a check and get it to my doctor. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, they feel uncomfortable about being in court because they know that there's not going to be a lot of sympathy garnered for them by the general community. So um, I guess one of the things you can do is some people are saying don't want to deal with insurance companies. We get hired in the beginning. I really don't like that because the insurance company is going to pay something. So try to get what you can, you know, undisputed. And I, and I tell people, when you hit that brick wall where you don't think that you're going to get any more money out of the insurance company, that's probably a good time to call an attorney. And the attorneys have experts. We have the roofers. We have the engineers. We have, you know, the, uh, the, the building consultants in our bullpen, and we pull them out, you know, to help maximize the case. So if you can find a private adjuster – I think that's good. Um, they one thing is they pay from dollar one. They charge a lot of times from you know the first dollar that comes in. I like the homeowners to try to get as much money as they can on their own, so that that money won't be subject to some type of contingency fee or attorney fee. Got it, Doug. Let's go to uh, Jan. Listen to us in Homa. Hey Jan, you're on with uh, Doug Sinceri. Thank you very much. Appreciate this show. You're doing a great job on this one. Uh, which uh, initial question would be, I would not have given thought to probably recording such a program, but this is so informative. Would there be a recording later available for somebody that says, oh, man, I wish I had a copy of that? Because I, I would play this with other family members that are going through the same process. So if you keep sure, that in a, mind. It will be available on our podcast. So just go to the WWL website or to odyssey.com uh-huh. and you can find it you can locate it and it'll, it'll be replayed okay yeah, also That's also great. if you go on on my facebook page i record all these and i'll, I'll post them along with bl- blogs on different aspects of hurricane ida and I insurance claims so if i tell you what if you if you go through all the blogs you probably you know you, you know you're probably going to get an a or b and you know um <laughs> uh, hurricane ida 1001 <laughs> well, um, just got a couple my, minutes, Jan. If you got a quick yes, question, sir. quick question then would be: uh, I've accepted over the phone a initial report of the amount of money they're going to send me. But let's say I find residual damage. I heard y'all use that term. Can I come? Can I cash this check now to get started with the repair? Yeah. And yes. by doing so, 
uh, am I in jeopardy of, of, of requesting any further funds if I find further damage? No, man. You, you can ask for readjustment. Ask for supervisors. Keep asking until you get what you want. Um, All right. So, so, and you can cash that check without recourse. I mean, that's your money. Very good. It's, it's an undisputed payment. Very good. Doug, you're going to be a busy guy. Sunday morning, 8 to 10, WWL. You oh. can tune him in, get your questions there. Sorry I couldn't get to so many of these texts and, and calls that come in, Doug, but you'll, you'll hear from them, I'm sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 